You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Rockies are unfortunately starting to fade a little bit in those standings. A lot of promise a couple weeks ago, but uh, I think reality has maybe set in a little bit, even though there's a lot of talented players still on this team. So let's talk about that with Thomas Harding. I am Allison Footer. Thomas, um, I guess this last stretch of, uh, I think it's 6-10, and 10, Versus some tough teams in the Dodgers, the Marlins, the Rangers, uh, the Phillies, not such a great team, and then the Nationals. So didn't really come out as they would have liked. And I guess that's disappointing just to see, you know, just in about a week and a half um, to two weeks, like how things can change just on a dime like that. Uh, Yes, it can, although it told us something, and that's the great thing about a 162-game schedule is that your depth gets tested, your ability to withstand injuries and slumps, that that gets tested. For the Rockies to have hung in this thing a little bit better, a lot more would have had to go right. But let's face it, the teams that are going to the playoffs or the teams that are really battling at this point in August, things didn't go right at times. They had key injuries or slumps, and they weren't able to recover from them. What happened with the Rockies, a lot of their bullpen, from Carlos Estevez to um, Jake McGee, all went into slumps at the same time, and they couldn't withstand that. Also, um, they had some injuries. The Trevor Story injury, it hurt them, although David Dahl came up and gave them a lift. But I think the other one that hurt was Mark Reynolds um, breaking the hook of the handmaid in that hand, which I'm convinced is only in the body so that baseball players can break it and miss four to eight weeks. Well, you know, he broke that. And suddenly you went from a pretty balanced lineup with power throughout to to one that is heavily left-handed. And at times that is hurt. Also, defensively, not having Story's range, which which wasn't Tulowitzki's range, but still was very good shortstop range, that hurts. And not having a real first baseman over there. Um, They were going with Daniel Descalzo, who actually plays a lot of shortstop. It's probably the best they have at that position. They're going with him there. it, it really hasn't worked and panned out for them. But you, you know the reasons why, and you know how they're moving toward being able to withstand those things. Yeah, so the fact that they were surging right around the trade deadline um, can really work against the team. Um, it can really cloud things a lot. And I remember talking to you either the day before, I think it was, the day after, whatever it was, and it looked like the, the Rockies were going to stick with things. And um, do you think there would be any regret, um, like now, if if this doesn't work out, you know, to maybe have not gotten caught up in things too much and and still sort of thought in the future, maybe thought to 2017, or do you think that there wasn't much to do either way anyway? Well, when they decided to try to look out there, and it was really in the hours going to the trade deadline, they were going for relief help. But here's what happened. If you look at the system and how they're replenishing with starting pitching and guys like David Dahl in the lineup and a few others that are on their way up, they couldn't afford to give those guys up. So even if they had the move, and I think that they did look at some other teams to try to get bullpen help, the question was, can we give up what we're building? Because if you if you look at it, it looks like over the next two to three years, um, they really have a lot of pitching coming and some guys that can hit. I mean, David Dahl is uh, kind of the tip of the iceberg there because you have Rob Mel Tapia who did very well in Double A and he went to Triple A and was just as effective as Dahl was. 
Um, when you start looking at can we give up guys like that in order to make up a few games to get a wild card, then I think you have to kind of step back and say, yeah, it's disappointing this year, but let's just see what these guys can do now and maybe guys like a, like a Carlos Estevez or like some of, the, um, some of the guys who are getting to play more, Cristiano Damas. Can, can those guys – can this experience make them better in a future year when you're really going for it? So it, it looked like the trade wasn't there and because they couldn't give up what, um, what it would have required to improve that bullpen. So looking ahead, there's some rumors maybe that they might be bringing up uh, another stud pitcher from their system, uh, possibly by the weekend. What do you know about this? Um, there's an open start on Saturday, and Jeff Hoffman would fit in quite nicely there his last time out. They limited him to five innings. He struck out nine, only gave up one hit, no runs, and he's been pitching pretty well there. He's developed a changeup, which um, we've talked about before. A lot of times a college pitcher doesn't really have that pitch because of the composite bat. He's developed that um, th- that very well, and it looks like – a lot of people here, and I know a lot of people in the media even are like, are, are you going to call up Hoffman to start against the Cubs on Saturday? And that has a lot to do with, I think, wishful thinking. People want to see that. In fact, I saw, I, I saw someone associated with the Cubs who walked up to me and says, oh, so you're going to bring up Hoffman on Saturday. I mean, that's the buzz around here, and it would be nice to see after what John Gray has done. He's slumping now, but you expect that of a rookie. Um, Tyler Anderson, he stepped in and done well. Chad Bettis, the second-year guy, has done well, overcome some slumps. Jeff Hoffman's the tip of that next group of guys. Um, you also have Kyle Freeland, a number one pick from the city of Denver, who's in AAA. You expect to see him before the end of the season. So even if they don't have this miracle turnaround, a lot of people aren't expecting on what's based on what's happened recently, there's still some excitement for the rest of the season. So I was happy to see that Walt Weiss is nowhere near anywhere, even in the middle or the top of the list of managers who might be on the hot seat. Um, and I'm really just taking this from one column, and that's John Heyman's column about what managers could be on the hot seat. And he was mentioned in it, but he's like down number 10, which means um, that there's really not going to be probably a lot of uh, changes being made in that area. So, I mean, the players like him. Ownership seems to like him. Uh, There's some continuity there, too, right, with all these young players coming up through the system. He gets them in spring training. Um, There's a lot to like about keeping Walt Weiss in the position he's in. Uh, yeah, there is, based on what's happened this year, the way the tr- Trevor story came in and also the way the pitchers have come in because going into the year, I got the feeling that he was going to be evaluated not just on wins and losses because really that was very unpredictable with the roster that they had, but they are very confident in their farm system. They believe that they are developing people and developing them the right way. But if they come to the majors and they fail up here, then you start looking at the staff and the manager here. And I believe that's what general manager Jeff Breidich is looking at. I think it's still early to make a definitive evaluation because you have September coming, and a lot of those guys will be up here at the end of the season. And you'll see even more how the staff handles those guys. You, you expect them to do well, to show some talent. You also expect them to have some struggles. How does the staff get them through it? I think that they've really passed that test this season. Okay, good stuff. Very interesting. Uh, Keep our eye on everything going on with the Rockies. So thank you so much, Thomas. Catch up with you soon. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.